Every morning, without fail, Libby had been woken in the same way. Every morning since three weeks earlier, when the newlyweds, Rosie and Alex, had moved into the flat above her. Then Alex would race out to work, clearly late, and with a huge grin on his face. At six, Alex would arrive home, and two minutes later, the same noises would be heard again, occasionally peppered with, Harder, Alex, harder! Or, Rosie, God, I love you! Weekends were worse. They do it all day. And as today was Sunday, Livy was expecting an encore any time soon. Ugh. Libby decided she hated newlyweds. Only a few more weeks and she would be gone, and she wouldn't have to be woken by the horny alarm clock anymore. She padded through to the kitchen and switched on the dancing Santa, who twisted and jived to some seventies Christmas tune. He made her smile. Her best friend, George, had given it to her because he didn't think her tiny tree that sat and twinkled feebly in the corner of her flat was enough in terms of decorations to celebrate Christmas. A singing reindeer, a dancing tree, and a serenading snowman had also found their way into her flat in the last few weeks. He had tried to persuade her to take a four-foot-high inflatable musical snow globe the day before, but she drew the line at inflatables. George, it seemed, didn't have this issue. As Santa launched into another song, she made two rounds of bacon sandwiches and two mugs of tea. Loading the whole lot onto a tray, she took it over to the table by the lounge window and looked out on the glorious view. It was that view that had made her move to Whitecliff Bay in the first place. She had spent years travelling the world, but... Although she had sworn she would never stay in the UK again, Whitecliff Bay had appealed to her in more ways than any other place had. Today, the sea mirrored the first time she had seen it, the weak winter sun glistening on the water in front of her, as if jewels were buried beneath the waves. Light snow had fallen overnight, dusting Silver Cove Beach with a sprinkling of talcum powder. She leaned her hand on the window, and closed her eyes, trying to capture the image in her mind. She would miss this place when she left. Reluctantly, she turned from the view and went to the fridge, reaching for the ketchup. It was obligatory to cover the bacon in a thick layer of it. Then she remembered she had finished the bottle the night before. Stepping over the newspapers on her front doorstep, she walked across the hallway. Without knocking, she let herself into the flat opposite. She stopped when she walked into the lounge. Impossibly, it looked even more crammed with Christmas decorations than the last time she had seen it. It wasn't just the large tree that nearly blocked out the whole window. The room was filled with almost a whole herd of life-size reindeer, a seven-foot inflatable snowman, tinsel, garlands, and an army of dancing, singing Christmas characters, along with the garish snow globe she had rejected. Christmas music filled the flat as she moved to the festively strewn kitchen and went straight to the fridge to get the ketchup, then followed the sound of music to the bedroom. There was George Donaldson, topless, dancing round the bedroom with a six-foot inflatable candy cane as his dance partner. She smiled, 
affection for him filling her heart. He was miles away from the alpha males she wrote about in her books, and maybe that's what she liked about him. There was nothing mean and moody about George Donaldson. He made her laugh a lot. His hair was a messy mop of black curls that jiggled as he moved. His body was tanned from days out on the beach. He didn't have the cut abs and six-packs her heroes always had, but he had a wonderful body, with strong arms that gave the best hugs in the world, making her feel safe and adored. She would miss him more than anything once she had gone. She giggled as George took his partner in his arms and moved in to kiss her. She must have made more noise than she thought, as he abruptly let go of the candy cane, looking guilty and embarrassed. Libby Joseph, does a man not have any privacy anymore? Did you knock?